that song has been capturing me recently. I spent a lot of time meditating on what in my life could grow strangely dim if I turn my eyes upon Jesus. But the tradition of uh, Ash Wednesday started in a traditional way where the, the church people that were coming to be baptized would spend 40 days counting the cost before Easter and would take the cross as a sign of their preparation for baptism, that they would, by, the, by Easter, they would have counted the cost and known what they were leaving behind, and they would make a clean break from that lifestyle. We've come, in some traditions, to give up something for Lent or to fast in prayer for something. I, I want to say that I invite you to publicly show your faith by giving up something that's, if you're going to give up something, something that you need to give up after tonight. Rather than something you give up, say chocolate, but you're going to go back to eating chocolate afterwards. I would rather have you um, take a look at your life tonight and say, what would you have me do? Is there something I can add to my life that would change my life with you, Lord? The habit of giving up or fasting or turning or adding as we count the cost of living for this Lord. From Ephesians 3, verses 19, so now you are Gentiles, no longer strangers or foreigners. Gentiles, we don't think of ourselves as pre-Christian as Gentiles, but Gentiles is the Hebrew word for anybody not a Jew. You also know the other word, pagan, which we long think of as people that worship completely wrongly. And yes, that's exactly true. Anybody not a Jew is a pagan. In their viewpoint, they're worshiping wrong. There was no gradation in there. If you were not worshiping Yahweh, you were a pagan if you were doing that way. So you are no longer Gentiles or strangers and foreigners. You are citizens all along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together we are his house built on a foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. As we listen to that song again, if we just do this thing, I want you to think just for a moment, turn your eyes upon Jesus, that you live in the household of Jesus. So for that first line of that song, could we take a moment and just in silent meditation, turn our eyes upon him and take the time and thought to imagine yourself with him and beside your Lord Jesus.
we are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you, Gentiles, are also being made part of the dwelling where God lives by his spirit. Take the time in your life this week to turn your eyes upon Jesus. You live in his household, and he is the foundation of your life. The next line in the song, look full in his wonderful face. You are in relationship with this Lord of the universe who came and lived amongst people and gave himself on a cross. Looking full in his wonderful face, you know him and he knows you. There can be no doubt that he knows you. He knows more about you than you know about him, or even you know about yourself. Is it, have you taken time as we prepare tonight, have you taken the time to ask him if there's some way that you could please him tonight? or in this time of Lent, this 40 days of preparation. And so in the discipline of this, looking full in his face, we're gonna take a moment to spend with our Lord. Paul says it this way in Ephesians 3. By God's grace and mighty power, I've been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Though I am the least deserving of all of God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God the creator of all things had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confident into God's presence. So don't lose heart 
because of the trials, my trials here. I am suffering for you, so you should feel honored. Has God talked to you tonight? Has he given you something, some way that you can honor him? Or maybe some way, the, second, the third line of the song is, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim. What am I worried about? Do you have something you're worrying about? Is your worrying helping? Is there something I'm worried about? Is my worry helping the situation get better? And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. Lord, as we spend a little bit of time wondering how we might be less encumbered with worry and focused on you and your kingdom, I ask that you would give us a moment where your grace and mercy would just begin to wash away the worry, the fretting, and that we would trust you with all that we have. think of all this, I fall to my knees Paul, and pray to the Father, Paul says, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. And then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him and your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. in the light of his glory and grace. Now we've taken a moment, we've taken a moment to ask if there's something that we can, to, we've taken the first moment to spend a moment just gazing into Christ's eyes, and then a moment to ask if there was something we could do to please him, or maybe something we could give up. And now, I'm gonna give you just a moment because Asking him if there's something you can give up or something you can do in your life is not the same as making a plan to do it. Making a plan 
an achievable plan between you and the Lord, because in him, all things are possible. It might be that you might need to make a plan out of his grace, out of the grace you've received to treat somebody else or to change your own life so that you might shine brighter for him. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power to work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask for or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I'm going to give you a chance now to take the sign of the cross in ashes, which is the sign that you've looked full in his wonderful face. You've turned your eyes. The things of earth has, have grown strangely dim. And that you plan on living in the light of this glorious grace. Or, as it says, from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with his inner strength, with this inner strength, through his spirit. Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him.